Well, alright, hello there, and welcome back to the Nerd Podcast. If you're joining us for the first time ever, and why would you? Yeah, where have you been? This is over a year now. Yeah. That's never-ending retro dialogue. I'm Jordan. I'm Doug. This is a momentous occasion because it is the month in review for November. Yes. We are recording just mere day. I was going to say days, but it is day. a day. We are recording the day before. We are recording on Thanksgiving's Eve. Ooh. Yeah. And we I should mention, we are in the uh, nerd bunker. We are in the bunker today, yes. I'm very impressed with the tables and the crochet turkey. Yes. Yes. We are uh, in the midst of getting ready. We host uh, Sharon's family uh, every year. So um, we've been doing that for over 20 years wow. now, I believe. Um, so yeah, so um, I believe the crocheted turkey you're looking at, her Aunt Pat did. Um, there's a uh, sign over there that uh, oh, yeah. says Smoke Free Home. Um, uh, our uh, Aunt Pat did that too for when we first started. Um, but it didn't... Uh, that it was smoke free home except for Uncle Jim. Ah, yeah. <laughs> he he could still do his pipe, but yeah. he eventually wouldn't smoke his pipe yeah. in our basement. But yeah, so so yeah, so we're we're getting ready for that. Uh, the the troops are all upstairs. Yep. Uh, the bases are loaded up there. The bases are loaded. I'll be making a walnut pie before too long, and uh, getting the turkey in the smoker before I go wow. to bed tonight. So. Nice. Uh, we should also mention real quick that we did also just drop an episode. We did. Literally yes. today. Yes. <laughs> we dropped the Cryptids episode, the which cryptids. was a really fun one. That was a fun one to do. Uh, so if you want a second helping yeah. of Nerd Pie, yeah. sticking with the theme, go back and listen to the Cryptids. Or listen to the Cryptids first and then come back here and then listen to me talk about it even though you just listened to it. Oh. Whoa. Wow. Wow. Mind blown. Mind blown. <laughs> so, uh, as usual, we're just going to talk about what nerdy things we did this November and maybe even talk about Thanksgiving a little bit because I think Thanksgiving is kind of, well, I don't think this. I know Thanksgiving is pretty brushed over. Oh, of course. Um, so maybe we give it a few minutes of our time today. Absolutely. You know, give oh, thanks for Thanksgiving. Before I forget, I'm going to pull up the answers to the question. Oh, Yes. Which we won't read right now, but I just thought about that. That is a that is good because I forgot to. Yeah, I did too. Uh oh, I found it for me. Yours was a couple days before mine because it was the weekend when I was working or something. I don't know. Oh, boom! It was right got there. Got it. I right. got it. Yeah. So man, oh boy, we are so good and prepared. <laughs> yeah, we talked about how we have been doing the show for over a year, and we're like still, still don't know what the still, heck we're where, doing. Where's my answers? Yeah, we need yeah. we need mail-in ballots next time. Oh, I think. Oh, I yeah. like that. Yeah. I like that absentee voting. Absentee voting. Uh so yeah. What did you do this month? Anything? Well, um, as usual, I did bits of things that were parts of my hyperfixations um, that will probably lead nowhere uh, until next year when I when uh, the circle comes back around and I'm obsessed with it again. Um, the biggest thing that I would like to say is that I started reading again. Awesome. Um, I haven't been reading very much for like months, and and I now have like 25 books at home from the library that oh, I geez. need to read. 
<laughs> they just keep. This is the problem with working at the library, people. I know anybody can get books from the library, but when you're there all the time, you're like, oh, well, one more won't hurt. Yeah. One more won't What's hurt. What's one more? So, uh, probably the most intimidating book that I have or have ever had is War and Peace. Uh, I'm only about 55 pages into War and Peace. I have no clue what's going on yet. Um, the problem with War and Peace is uh, there are so many characters, and uh-huh. it's very hard to keep track of them, and they all have very Russian-sounding names. So imagine if you were reading a book and you just couldn't pronounce the names and in your head, and mm-hmm. you're just stumbling all over the place. So I'm slowly learning how to pronounce the names because I'm in what I call my Russian literature era. Um <laughs> I can attest to this because I bought a t-shirt with Leo Tolstoy's face on it. Have you seen this yet? Yes. Okay. I, you were, yes. Okay, I couldn't remember <laughs> if I, you'd seen it or not. But it's a sad, he's a sad looking Russian on that t-shirt. Uh, I imagine most of them. Most, most, most probably. Most, especially from that era. Yeah, they probably weren't too happy. Yeah. Um, but War and Peace is kind of about, I think somebody once said War and Peace, it's about Russians. And that was like their whole summation of it. <laughs> um, I can't remember who said that, but War and Peace is kind of about the Napoleonic Wars okay. and how it affected Russia. But it's but right now, so this is what's driving me crazy about War and Peace. It's a translated edition. I might have told you this. It's translated, but the French isn't translated except for at the bottom you of the page. Mention, yes, yes. So you have to read the French, go to the bottom of the page, come back to where you were, and I'm like, some of it I can pick up because I took French in high school, so some of it I'm like, I kind of know what they're saying. I get the gist of what they're saying. But it's been... How many years since I graduated? It's been 13 years since I graduated high school, so I don't use French a lot. And <laughs> so I don't understand why they didn't translate it. That is interesting. But apparently French was very prevalent in the high society of Russia at the time. Uh-huh. So that's why they're speaking French in the first place, because I was like, I the opening of the book is in French. And I was like, that was the last thing I expected, because I was like, oh, you think that with this being like a Napoleonic story, yeah, they wouldn't want to be speaking French. Yeah. Because he was a bit of a conqueror. Which, didn't that movie just come out? It did. Is it out? I don't know if it's out yet or not. But the new Napoleon movie's out or coming out, and that's interesting timing on my part. It is. Totally coincidental. Makes me want to kind of watch it because it's Ridley Scott, so. Correct. But, yeah, so. I have a feeling he might take some liberty. (laughs) Historical liberties? Some historical. Napoleonic liberties? (laughs) All I'm saying is maybe don't go to learn something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Um, you know, Ridley Scott's like 85. I looked this up the other day. No kidding. Yeah, because we were talking about Napoleon at work, the movie. And I looked him up and I was like, he's 85 and he's still making movies. Wow. I didn't realize he was that old. Yeah, he's almost as old as Napoleon himself. He's getting up there. He's getting wow. up there. So it's kind of interesting I plan to read I plan to try and read War and Peace I did read The Death of Ivan Ilyich which was a novella so it's much easier to read uh, but that's a bummer that's a bummer of a book don't read it if you're <laughs> not in a good place um, and then I want to read Anna Karenina Karenina I can never ever Anna ev- Karina Anna Karenina. Karenina there's like two N's uh, I can never Anna say Karina? it Anna Karenina Anna oh. Karenina no wait hold on Anna Karenina that's it. Anna Karenina is, I think, how you say it. But <laughs> So I want to read that. I want to read Tolstoy's major works, which I don't, he didn't really... I mean, okay, I shouldn't say he didn't write a lot because War and, Page, War and Peace itself is 1,200 pages. Mm-hmm. The man wrote a lot. But um, 
he i also have a biography of tolstoy to read Hmm. yeah about him and because i want i want to like tolstoy i want to find out that he wasn't a huge jerk like a lot of famous artists of their time yeah but we'll see we'll see i'll report it in december i guess (laughs) when i'm totally disillusioned (laughs) but um yeah so and then after that i want to read uh dostoyevsky a little bit which i'm assured that crime and punishment is a thriller of a time i'm being sarcastic they can't you can't see my face because of the podcast so i'll just tell you right now i'm being sarcastic it's it's dripping with sarcasm <laughs> his face i i, I want to believe that the brothers kazimarov or karamazov or however you say it is like two party bros that are brothers like i want that yeah but i know that's not the case you because it's so. russian literature you don't think they're two wild and crazy guys <laughs> i hope I, can you imagine like wow 100 years before before that was a thing oh i just i want them to be like the pump it up guys from snl oh there we go yeah because Hans they and Franz. Hans and Franz. Yeah, I want them to be like that. <laughs> so my expectations for Russian literature are high. <laughs> the sigh says it all. Good luck. Um, on a more... I'll uh, be here when you're let down. <laughs> on a more moderate modern note, I'm reading The Things They Carried oh, by yes. Tim O'Brien. Mm-hmm. Now, one of your kids read this, right? Madeline did, yes. Okay, so she, I'll, maybe I'll have to talk to her about it, because I'm only on Chapter 3 because I'm reading One Piece. So <laughs> I'm reading several things at once. And uh, so the things they carried is very well written. Uh, very, uh, so far, it's well, he was a soldier in Vietnam, so mm-hmm. it's not like he's making up his experience. So it's very authentic. Yeah. But it's a, it's a book about a, a platoon in Vietnam so far, mm-hmm. as well I know. And it's... You know, the things they carried being both figuratively and literally yeah. the things they carried with them. Yeah, she, I've never read it, um, but she talked to me a bunch as she was reading it for one of her classes and absolutely loved it and was just, you know, she was appalled at, at some of the stuff. Yeah. So it's, but but it was a very powerful book, she said. Yeah. So, so I can see how, because some of the stuff that he's already talked about within the first three chapters, you're like, Wow. I do not want to be in that war. Yeah. Which obviously nobody wanted to be, you know, nobody wants to be in Vietnam. That's no. not a good place to be. But, um, so I did that. And then I also started listening to Charles Portis's The Masters of Atlantis, mm-hmm. which is very different from his other books so far, because I feel like in the short time I've listened to it, I've gone through like 30 years worth of history, <laughs> just following this one guy for 30 years. <laughs> and, so Masters of Atlantis is about a secret society. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very convoluted, so it's hard to follow. But I really like listening. I've been I've listened to Charles Porter, three of his other novels being Norwood, of course, True Grit, which is what he's most famous for, and then Dog of the South. And Norwood and Dog of the South are also very good. They're just very different from True Grit because True Grit is obviously a Western. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably one of the more famous Westerns, I'd say, in terms of literature. Especially most modern. Yeah. yeah. Modern, yeah. Absolutely. So if you're not familiar with Charles Portis and you have Hoopla uh, or Libby, I think it's on Hoopla, actually. Uh, you can get like all his books on audio. And the guy who reads Norwood and Dog of the South is the same guy. And he is really fantastic. for he His voice uh, fits Charles Portis's writing so well. 
And then Donna Tart, who is a famous author, read uh, True Grit. Hmm. Um, so that was really good too. So I, if, because the thing with audiobook, I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent here, but the thing with audiobooks is like the right narrator, it makes it the best experience possible. The wrong narrator makes it so you can't even listen to it. I started listening to War and Peace and I got two narrators who I never thought I would say this were too British. <laughs> there was just something about the way that they were saying things that I was like, I, I'm not going to be able to comprehend what you're saying. Yeah. And keep up with this 1,200-page tome, the 60-hour experience. So if you are on Libby or even if you're on Audible, and Audible, I think, does a little bit of a better job because they're not a better job but a more, like, consistent job because you're going to, like, they have Audible originals and stuff, whereas Libby is just kind of like they just get whatever they can kind of thing, which Libby has great audiobooks, but I think Audible is you're paying for it, so you have to you have to expect a little more out of it. Yeah. So if you're if you've never tried an audio, have you ever done an audiobook though? Uh, I actually have. Okay. What, back back in my days when I was self employed and I was driving at night all the time, I actually um, had a few different books on CD and uh, and listened to them, and um, one of them the author actually read it. Oh, cool. Um, and it was a nonfiction. You know, it was like a, a historical political book. I, I forget what it is now. It it was okay. Yeah. Um, I find I have trouble now. Um, if I try to do it, I I have to be, I have to be confined. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. If I'm driving a long way, or if I'm, and I think we've talked about this before, if I'm if I'm riding my stationary bike and I have the headphones on, then I can listen to it because I'm stuck there. Right. But I tried listening um, to one of the new Batman podcasts. Oh, yeah. uh, And it was on Spotify. I think it was on Spotify. Um, Or maybe it was on HBO Max. They're they're like the new radio um, uh, adventures or whatever. And um, no, no, this one was on Spotify because the actor from... Is this Duke, the one with Duke. Winston Duke? Winston Duke. Okay. He, um, I was trying, I was sitting in the front room with it on, and I could not, within 10 minutes, I couldn't tell you what was going on, because I started doing this, yeah. I started doing that, uh, I picked up my phone, right. I, you know, and next thing you know, I was done. Well, and I so I have to be confined. Right. I, I'm kind of the same way. But the problem with modern audiobooks, because I don't listen to them on CD. I listen to them digitally. Mm-hmm. The problem is that's on my phone. So I'm on my phone. Yeah. And I find that I'm, like, flipping through Facebook. And then 10 minutes go by, and I'm like, what, what is happening? What did, what did they just talk about? You know? yep. So that's kind of the problem with modern audiobooks. But if you can make yourself – if you can train yourself to listen more uh, actively – and like actually just keep yourself on task sometimes audiobooks are a great experience mm-hmm. like i will tell you one for sure is uh i'm i'm biased here but confederacy of dunces one of my favorite books obviously i've talked about that a ton of times but on audio it's so good because the comedy comes through way better because obviously you're hearing it yeah and the and the timing is there and the mm-hmm. uh, irony comes through more because you're like wait a minute what did he just say in this context (laughs) whereas like reading it you don't you have your own internal voice yeah which sometimes doesn't pick up on everything so 
I would say if you're listening to like a comedy, like you know when I did Don Quixote, that to me is a, a grand comedy of errors. I actually think you'll like this. I equated him to the coyote from Looney Tunes. Oh, because he just keeps trying to do something and he gets crushed and he keeps coming back for more. So the comedy and the way the guy narrates in that one uh, is really great. Um, and I should say, speaking of narrators, I also listened to Old Man in the Sea mm-hmm. by Ernest Hemingway, but it was read by Donald Sutherland. Oh, and okay. that was really good because I was like, man, I'm going to start reading this and it's going to be so dry because I know it's just about an old man in the sea. Um, so I was like, I'm going to listen to it. And it's a novella, so it'll only take like two and a half hours. So I listened to it and Donald Sutherland really put a good spin on it. You know, there wasn't a lot of, there's not a ton, a ton of dialogue. Yeah. Uh, it's very Hemingway, you know, sparse and, yeah. and, and description and everything. But I really liked, I think I liked listening to it better than I would like reading it. Which one day I'll go back and read it and mm-hmm. compare. But I can't do it now because I just listened to it. And like my brain's like, that's too fresh. I need, yes. I need time. Well, it'll be interesting is if you read it again, if you hear Donald Sutherland's yeah. voice. Although, so, <clears throat> my mind has just been laughing internally ever since you started talking about the wrong and right narrators. Yeah. And there's that episode of Seinfeld where George has to... Uh, has to I forget what he's trying to learn some kind of economics or yeah. something or rather that he said he knew how to do and and so he he goes I can't read I can't read because it's I just read in my voice and it's just you know it's so dull <laughs> yeah. and I I fall asleep and so he gets a book on tape and the person reading it sounds just like him. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, no. he ends up falling asleep yeah oh he was reading it for his boss okay and he was supposed to give a uh he was supposed to give a uh, sermation oh, okay. for his boss before okay. his boss went into a meeting. That's what it oh. was. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So yeah, it can make or break the experience. I, I bet. I'm. Well, and I think we talked about this before. Once once I start uh, getting back to writing more, I think that's what I'm going to try to do yeah. so that I I have less screen time. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the other thing is like, like for me, like I just get book fatigue a little mm. bit all right i'm tired of holding this book I'm tired of flipping pages although that's part of the experience but for me i'm just like i'm i just want to lay down yeah and it's not always easy to lay down and read in my bed the way and also with my giant beard i have to move that out of the way so um just putting a phone on your chest sometimes and just like z- chilling out for yeah. a little bit that's a really get it's it. a good time that's a party it's a party <laughs> It's a literary party, a literary movement. Ooh, there we go. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what have you read? What have I read? Uh, so I think last month I talked about how I had started Something Wicked This Way Comes. Yeah. And I haven't gotten any further. Right. Um, uh, yeah. I hit a brick wall on that one. I, I let the book become out of sight, out of mind. You know, I put it somewhere where it wasn't. So you're saying something wicked this way went. <clears throat> yes, it, it went away. Oh. I did read, um, uh, there was a local artist, uh, yes. Derek Clay. Derek? Derek Clay. Yes. yes. And uh, he was at the Minicon. Yep. Um, I actually, if we've ever shown pictures of the Nerd Loft, he, I've got a really cool Swamp Thing print that uh, he did that I got two years ago from him two or three um but so him and a writer put out their book uh the ballad Ballad of of the celestials yeah so i read that um 
love the artwork. Um, looking forward to hopefully they get the next uh, next edition out, yeah. next issue out. Um, I could definitely see where they're going. While I'm thinking about it, um, I know we, I don't know if we've talked about it on this, but I did see the guy who did Pigbone Comics and yeah. he did that Arcana. Yeah, he he put out a post where they're working on oh, issue two. Good, so that's good. exciting. That guy was really cool. That too. that guy was cool. We met him at Space, right? Uh, Space or Gem City Con? Ooh, I don't remember. I think Gem City. I think it was Gem I City. Think Gem City. I think it was Gem City because we met him and we met the guys that did that. Uh, Whisper in the Hollow or Whispering Hollows or they had that Civil War uh, comic that Daryl Banks did a, oh, yeah. uh, an al- a variant cover a variant cover good lord I was going to say alternative cover <laughs> jeez ow sorry I've I've worked you know almost 10 hours a day oh, pre-Thanksgiving um, so yeah so I, uh, I read that I enjoyed that and then um as I was kind of reorganizing things and putting stuff back, I finally got all my graphic novels onto the shelf that I've read and and whatnot and realphabetized. We, um, I saw a couple of um, aftershock one shots um, that I got picked up last year, and so I read those. One was called um, After Dark, and it's an anthology book of horror stories. Colin Colin Bunn oh, yeah. did a story. Um, um, oh gosh, who was the other one? There was only one other name I recognized. But those were all fun. Um, and then I read um, uh, Mother F. Goose by, um, I think it's Peter Tomasi, who at the last story in the After Dark anthology, there was a short story about a cop, uh, and her name was Muffet. And so then she's the main character in Mother F. Goose. And so they take all the nursery rhyme characters and turn them into seedy adult characters. So it's Um, like Weapon Brown. Yes. Okay. You've got got the three little pigs. They're just these obese, (laughs) sleazy uh, casino owners, uh, nightclub owners. Um, There's uh, Georgie Porgy. Uh, he died early. Um, <laughs> Little Miss Muffet's in there. Uh, there was a few others. Um, so it was, you know, and it was fun. You know, I get a kick out of people taking stuff yeah. like that and and turning it on its head. Sure. Um, but yeah, uh, those are the only things I actually read this month. I did pick up some some goofy back covers, as I'm sure we've talked about before. I I enjoy weird comics. Yeah. Um, so I got Married with Children issue number one. <laughs> That's worth some money. Yeah. Oh boy, I'm 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 sure I'm going to cash that one in. Uh, that was on Now Now Comics. Um, I got Smurfs number one from Marvel, and and I mean you know Smurfs were just something as a kid. Right. But also my my father in law of all people loved the Smurfs. Oh. So it's like, yeah, okay, I'll go ahead and get it. But the one that I, the one, my prize one yeah. that I showed you is, um, it was Gru number one, and, and it's the pre-Epic slash Marvel Gru series. Yeah. It's the true first the true issue. Um, and God, the, the cover is just beautiful. It's just great. I haven't opened it yet. 
um, to look inside. But yeah, so I got those. That's that's probably the nerdiest thing I did yeah. this month. And we should say, if you're not familiar with Gru, oh, Google it because it's it's. I mean, it's a Conan parody, I would say. Yes, of course. But it's really funny, and it's done by Sergio Argones, who is probably best known for Gru. But yes. if you don't know Gru, then you would probably know his work for Mad Magazine. Yep. Uh, he does a lot of work for Mad Magazine, and I think he's like in his late eighties now or something. He's gotta be. So, but he's still doing stuff. But he's still working. Because so. they they just released last year a grew grew Tarzan crossover yeah. book. There's a and lot of grew Wonder Woman, grew Tarzan, grew, yeah. grew Conan. Yeah, uh, it's great. Grew so, the Wanderer. You gotta just check that yeah. out. And it doesn't matter at what point the comic is that you pick it's just just grab one read yeah. it and i will it, say they are kind of hard to find they are they're know. in spurts like yeah what was it we were where were we and i found a whole bunch yeah, of them. was that remember. yellow springs maybe i maybe i can't remember but i know what you're talking about but i don't remember but yeah it's it's it is far and few between i find them one well, and, and they're not collected very often no. So that's why when you said there was a collection, that's kind of a big deal because they're not more modern ones. Are, like You can go on Hoopla and find like a couple collections, but it's not very no, not very available. No, no. And they're, they're a great fun read. That's yeah. all. It, I mean, it's not earth shattering. Right. It's not going to change your life. They're just fun. Yeah. They are just great. So, yeah, if you enjoy... The, the adventurer stories, but just a little comedic twist yeah. on it. Oh, my God. They're fun. <laughs> yeah. You can blame my dad for that one. He he enjoyed Gru and... and oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. He, he liked he liked the Gru comics. Uh, he was big into Mad Magazine and stuff. Oh, good. But, uh, yeah, he, he had a couple of Grus, and it had totally escaped my mind. And then one day after he passed... I, I was searching and I found one and I'm like, and I opened it up. I was going through. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. So, and and here we are now. With, <laughs> I don't know how many I have now. Yeah, it's not near all of them. Right, but, but yeah. it's a growing collection. It I'd is say. a growing collection. Thank God for CLZ app, <laughs> so I know which ones right. I have and which ones I don't. Well, and that's the problem with Guru is like because it was under like it's been under three or four different publishers. Yeah, because I think like, even Dark Horse did. Yeah, some Dark Gru, Horse right? is the yeah. one who does it now. I think. Maybe. Or maybe it's IDW now. I can't remember. I don't know. We, I, see, that's the problem. We don't even know the lineage of Gru, but it's, you get number one from this issue or from yeah. this run, and then number two from this run. Yeah. That's the bigger issue is, you know, which one does this belong yeah, to exactly. so that you know where it goes. So, yeah, it's. I think most of the Gru I own is the Marvel Epic Gru. Yeah. I don't, I don't have... And then I do have a few... Uh, collections of it where i think it's it was you know kind of like a graphic novel yeah so it was an extended story that they just put out together so i do have some of those which those are hard to find um so yeah i do i dig my groove he's just goofy it's It's uh, fun um speaking of goofy although i haven't checked my uh facebook post to see but alter ego which is where i got these books uh, they had some other uh, back sales, um, back issues on sale, 
and I I uh, went for uh, Marvel. I think it was Marvel Beware number one, and then the Mask of the Phantasm comic adaptation. Um, for those of you who don't know, Mask of the Phantasm, Mask of the Phantasm. Good golly, I haven't even had anything to drink yet. Is um, it was in uh, the Batman animated series. It was uh, it was a, a movie they did, um, which unfortunately did not do well in the theaters. But it yeah. is still one of the strongest DC animated movies. It is fantastic. But so yeah, so it's the comic adaptation. Oh, cool. And then uh, I got a Marvel two and one oh. uh, Spider Man and Man Thing on this with this one yeah, written by yeah. Chris Claremont. Nice. So. Um, I promise that's nice. <laughs> if, if, if they don't know, maybe oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, it is nice. I. Uh, you just got to take our nerdy word for it. Again, that's one of those things. The the Marvel there's there's quite a few things that if I see them out there, I'm immediately seeing if I've got it. Yeah. Uh, the Marvel the Marvel team ups with Spider Man and whoever yeah. you know. And then the the two in ones, the Marvel two in ones yeah, with the thing, with the thing, and whoever. Um, I've got a ton of each of those, um, and then the Batman Brave and the Bolt, yeah. all of those. Oh yeah. I didn't do so much of the DC Presents where they it was Superman with, with you know the hero of the week. Mm. I don't have as many of those, but I also don't own a lot of Superman, yeah. so it's just not my thing. Shame I like them, but just yeah. Up, up, and away, nerd. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But yeah, so... Trying to think what else. I'll tell you, I was requested to talk about this. Oh, okay. Not necessarily requested, but I was reminded to talk about this. Uh, I'm a nerd for writing utensils. Okay, and, yeah. And uh, as many of you know, I have several. I have a couple typewriters. Mm-hmm. Maybe three. Yeah, I think I have three still. And I am like a huge nerd for physical writing utensils i have bamboo pens i have a glass pen and i have a and i ordered recently a new feather pen with mm-hmm. a metal quill not a quill not a metal quill a quill with a metal nib on it mm-hmm. and then i found actual feathers that they sell online at a specialty shop uh-huh. that don't have metal quills or metal nibs on them they're just cut so you can just write on them oh and so i ordered those and they should be here next week nice and I was told that was nerdy. <laughs> oh, <yeah>, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I have five. There's a pack of five. And I also bought a old leather-bound journal with these thick, pulpy pages. Oh, I saw that. Yes, yes. And I started writing in that journal with a quill feather pen. Um, so I am deeply entrenched in the medium, uh, the physical aspect of writing. So I've started to keep a journal, uh, which is kind of boring because it's day-to-day. So unless something big happens, it's kind of boring. But um, it's kind of helpful around this time of year, mm-hmm. um, especially with everything that's been going on. And, uh, yeah, so I ordered some feathers that are just – I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I'm, but maybe I'll write something. Are you going to get a, an inkwell? Oh, well? I have an inkwell. You have, have an inkwell? It's not an inkwell, but it's a glass of ink, okay. a jar of ink. Okay. Doc, Dr. Martin's Bombay ink, I believe it is. Which is the best ink that I've ever used. I used to use it for when I, I use it whenever I draw comics by with dip pen, 
and so I have it ready to go, and that's what I've been using because the metal nib came with a little bit bottle of ink, uh-huh. but the ink wasn't quite strong enough to write on the pages because they're so thick. Gotcha. And they just would like scratch up the pages, and it wouldn't really work. So I was like, let's break out the Bombay. I've showed you my pen that I I I ordered, right? I don't know if you have. I'll have to when 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 we're done here. Yeah. I it was um, uh, a woodworker from the Pacific Northwest. And he's got an Instagram page and this and that. And he he makes uh, pens out of wood. And he used Buckeye Burl oh. for one. And and so I ordered it. And it's got the metal nib. And oh. it's got you got ink cartridges that yeah. you load into it. And right. And, oh, yeah. It's it's nice. I haven't used it in a while. I'll have to show it to you, though. It's beautiful. That's one thing. Um, I really like fountain pens, too. Mm-hmm. It's just that um, I always mess i always mess up the amount of ink that comes out um and i do the same thing with dip pens dip pens are even worse because you're just like oh i'm not seeing very much ink on this i'll dip more uh, but i'm just such a nerd for the history of writing utensils mm-hmm. um because i just think because like it blows my mind because like when i think about don quixote for example that was written by a quill feather pen yeah and that's like a thousand pages long so writing that by hand 400 years ago before you had any kind of editing tools i doubt they even had a dictionary back then i don't know in 1600 mm. i i don't know but like that whole that whole process just fascinates me and so that and we always talk about how everything you can be a nerd about anything on the show and i am for sure a nerd about writing utensils look you know no judgment here because as you can see yeah there's my word processor that uh, that was my grandma's. Yeah. That is still operational. Yeah. I found floppy disks <laughs> for it. I found a website that sold the printer cartridges for it, and it still works. Yeah. I I've written letters on it. Um, my goal for the holiday season and next year is to write more and actually send out correspondences yeah. to family members that I uh, don't get to talk to or see in person. Um, as much as I'd like to, or, you know, if it's been years. Um, so yeah, but I'm going to do it on that. So yeah, that's really cool. My I love handwriting's that horrible. So, well, and that's just a cool piece of history too. And I think that's the other thing is just the pieces of history. Yeah. Um, but talking about writing, that's one thing I did want to bring up. I am starting to, uh, starting to write again, starting to draw again. I haven't drawn or written anything for probably three months and, um, but I'm having like now it's like a whirlwind where like somebody pulled the plug like the the drain stop and now all my ideas are like coming at me at once. I'm like I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. And it's very frustrating. <laughs> um, to be a writer is in many ways a very awesome thing. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it is a curse because you're like, oh, what if I do this? What if I do that? What if I do this? And you don't do any of it because you get paralysis. At yep. least that's my experience. Sure. And so I've got ideas for prose stories i've got ideas for comic book stories i've got um ideas for i don't know if i have ideas for plays but i kind of want to write a play yeah but uh and one story i want to write like a novella because i want to write it on my typewriter and when i say this i I want i'm not gonna i'm gonna disillusion everybody a little bit because it's not a manual typewriter that i'd be using it's an electric typewriter and the thing about that is people aren't as fond of electric typewriters as they are. But let me tell you what. If you're going to be writing, actually writing something in 2023, use an electric typewriter if you're going to use a typewriter. Because manual typewriters, you got to like, 
you got to smash those keys. Yeah. And you got to be mean to it. Electric typewriters still make the noise. They do. But it's just that the keyboards are much more receptive to your touch. Yeah. So it's still hard as heck to use one because you make mistakes and that's it. But I want to write, I kind of want to write a novella on that to have a more physical connection with the story and mm-hmm. then edit it, you know, on a laptop, you know. Yeah. Uh, but then the other thing was I, um, I was kind of like, maybe I want to keep working on this novel that I kind of had an idea for. I mean, I, it's not a secret. Like, I worked on Egghead for, like, a year to, like, eight years ago. Yeah. And it's been in my mind every year since then. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll make this into a novel because um, it's what they would call a picaresque novel, which is kind of like Don Quixote where the main character goes on a series of misadventures, which I know you know that, but I'm just kind of explaining in case nobody has heard that term because i i knew i loved that type of story but i never mm-hmm. knew what it was called so i was like that ah. but then speaking of don quixote again um i have a quixote-esque dream a quixotic dream if you will Ooh. of adapting it into a comic and so i started doing that again today um i got a page knocked out i haven't lettered it yet because my keyboard was upstairs and i was like i'm not going upstairs <laughs> but i have now nine pages drawn i was glad to see you're starting that back up again i, I was enjoying that i think that that is a fun project and the way that don quixote conducts himself lends himself perfectly to a cartoon absolutely um i think you can definitely do it with more serious art mm-hmm. than mine but but the way that the story runs in my mind it's it's a cartoon so, Absolutely. Um, I've been drawing that again and just getting back to the urge to just cha- you know, tilt those windmills. We really should try to get to one of Mr. Nino's yeah, writing, that's true. writing groups. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, he's, he's such a good guy for putting those together. Yeah. And I just, one reason or another, just comes up, you know. And I actually, I had intended, I'm glad I didn't reply that I was going to, sorry, Mr. Nino, I, I, the one in November, which I think was last week. Yeah, I think so. Um, I had intended to, but then I started to not feel so good. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm still not 100%, but um, my annual sinus slash allergy issues are creeping in as just like, I got done and I'm like, no, I'm I'm gonna stay home and take a nap. Yeah. And and then I did. Yeah. So but uh not that I I don't know that I'd have much to contribute, um, but I'd love to hear everyone else's yeah. processes because I think that would help me move forward right. with some of my ideas that I, you know, bounce off of you and yeah. stuff. So it's it's really hard to commit to an idea i think because you have so many other ideas yeah i'm speaking personally at least i'm like i'm like ooh shiny ooh shiny you know with the ideas yeah so um that's why i was kind of like because i wanted i wanted to start drawing again but i didn't really i was like i kind of don't want to do gordy right now i'm not really in the mood and then i was like something that's already written and, and an interesting challenge to adapt something is a completely different experience because you're breaking down it. Now, I actually think that my years as a cartoonist up to this have prepared me very well because I'm so visually minded. Mm-hmm. So I can read a scene and be like, okay, this is what's important. This is what's necessary. Sure. So I need to rediscover my copy of Don Quixote that I was annotating, which I think I found it the other day, if I remember correctly. And I need to just get back on, on Rosinante, the horse. There we go. Yeah. Awesome. So look for that by the time 2035 rolls around. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking 
um, that I would release it in issue format. Okay. That way I can just have something to release every now and then. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't know when I'm going to be done. And if ever. And But it'll keep the your, your audience wanting well, for more. I think it'll also keep me going. Because it's like, okay, I finished an issue. Now I can... I release an issue like yeah. I have to release another one. Yeah, I think it'll motivate me to do more. Absolutely. Whereas a graphic novel, I'd just be like, I can just do this whenever I want. Yep. But, and I also like the serialized format, you know, because I want to. I think I'm gonna call it like the Adventures of Don Quixote or something instead of just Don Quixote, to give it like a little more of a comic booky feel. Yeah. Or you no, know, or maybe like Quixote and Panza. Yeah. Hot Cake Comics presents. Hot Quixote Comics. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's been very. I'm 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 having a uh, the beginnings of a creative renaissance. That's great. So, that's awesome. You know, that's a, such an important part of who I am. Mm-hmm. It's been a very bleak couple of months with with not creating mm-hmm. and just feeling like I'm existing. I did try to um, start getting some some. Uh, What's the word I want to use? Substance to the one idea that I gave you, the the ZZ Top Secret. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so I really started actually putting thought into, okay, this is this would be how it would start, and and boom, 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 and so now I just need to kind of go through, and not that I really care about historical accuracy <laughs> for a silly uh, idea like this, but. So that timelines do kind yeah. of line up. It's like, okay, I need to kind of look at when did this get released? When did this happen? When did this happen? Boom, 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 boom. Um, so that's... But I did I did start actively thinking about that. And it's like, okay, well, maybe I do want to do this. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, I pulled out... I had to get in my Google Drive for something. I was looking for something for Wyatt. And my Welcome to the Universe, oh yeah, uh, popped up, and I'm like, I need to, I need to finish that. Yeah, and and I have it all in my head. I know how I want it to play out. Um, it's just that whole, it's the whole. Once I put it on there, yeah, then it's done, and then oh, I gotta let someone read it. Yeah, are they gonna like it? Will they? Will they think I'm stupid? Will they? You know, it's all it's all the same. And I'm sitting there going, I'm a grown man. It it what, doesn't matter. Why? It takes yeah, it but takes, why? It's ugh. it takes more than years. It takes attempts. I think like yeah. putting stuff out there because like I'm fine. I'm fine with getting like roasted about my work now. Uh, but I, but it's interesting that you mentioned that because when I was talking about the Egghead novel, I do think it took me 30 years to be okay with the idea of sending out something for publishing. Yeah. Uh, even though I was like, I'm going to be a writer. It took me until now to be like, okay, I'm actually comfortable with sending this out. And Oh, and the other thing I should mention is that I am I need to finish Detective Andy. I have one more story before I'm going to collect it. So that's probably my next... Mm-hmm. Love Detective Dandy. Probably my oh. next move is to finish that last story um, and see where I can, you know, what I can do with that. I'll probably self-publish that one because it's already on the web and yeah. it's already done. It's just... Sure. I just need one more story. But I've hit over 50,000 words with those stories that's awesome so it's gonna be a, the thickest book i've ever published wow love the detectives dandy stories i tell you it's fun it so. is the midnight sun was really good too. yeah midnight i know sun we talked about fun. that in in one of the end of the month yeah things i enjoyed that a lot yeah your your 
Normal Ohio was fun. Yeah, too. Normal Ohio. Night of the Slug was great. You know, I actually, um, I actually have outlined the next one. Awesome. And I even started writing it before I kind of dove off a cliff for a while. So, um, that will get published. Awesome. Two heads are better than none is what it's called. Ooh. And it is about the headless horseman. Nice. So. Nice. <laughs> so I'm going to get back on that too, because um, th- that one really didn't take super long to write. Mm-hmm. It's more just like the motivation to sit down, because like doing a novel is like so, or a kids book or any kind of like prose, is completely different than doing a cartoon. Yeah. For me, because I can rely on images so much easier. Whereas like, but it's so funny because like sometimes I get really lazy and I'm like I don't want to draw. I'm just gonna I'll describe a thousand pages before I draw. <laughs> you know, it's so <laughs> weird. I don't know how it works, or if it works, but. We'll see. Yeah. But I slug was great, so yeah, I've it got, worked. I've got projects upon projects that I should probably start working on. Hey, you always stay busy. That's right. All right. So we will let's switch gears and talk about our question of the month. I think. Okay. Because I have lots of answers and I think you have lots of answers. I too. do have some lots of Some of the answers, answers are the same. Some are the same. But we will talk about those. A lot let me tell you. I I don't know. I read some of yours yeah. since I was linked to it. There's a lot on here I've never heard <laughs> yeah, of. Yeah, me too. I'm glad you, to hear you say that because I don't know. Uh, this is great. So our our question of the month was, what is your favorite holiday special? And originally, we were going to just do cartoons, but because of somebody who... I know somebody answered what I wanted to hear on your wall. Yes. <laughs> so we expanded it to live action as well. And honestly, uh, this doesn't even have to just pertain to Christmas. This could just be any of the yeah. winter holidays because we got one person that was specifically Thanksgiving yeah. on here. So uh, let's go ahead and start. And I know this first person mentioned one that you have not seen and I have not seen, but uh, AD, our good friend, uh, has said Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Now, I've never seen that. Have you? Nope. Okay, so but it must be good because he's a man of taste. Uh, I'm going to skip the second one because we're going to talk about that one, I think. And then Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. That I have seen. I might have seen that a long, long time ago. Yep. yep. But I I think he would be a great Ebenezer Scrooge Absolutely. character. Do you know who did the voice for Mr. Magoo? No. Thurston Howell. Really? Jack, he even Jack looks Backus. like him a little bit. Yeah, the guy who played <laughs> That's Thurston hilarious. Howell. Yeah. Uh, the middle answer was one that I know you got too. Yep. Emmett, ju- uh, Emmett Otter's Jug Band. Yes. Christmas. Yes. What in the world is that? I don't know. <laughs> and, and you keep talking because I'm going to, I'm I'm going to YouTube it okay. right now. So we're going to do something live. You were that was your cousin who told you that one too. Yes. Um, and then Albert also said it's so good. So we had three people who loved. Emmett Otter Jug Band Christmas. It's a Jim Henson. Okay. Jim Henson's Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas from 1977. Oh, wow. Looks to be around 50 minutes long. Okay. Uh, and they are, they look to be a bunch of Muppet Otters. Great. And one plays a mason jar jug. One's got a washboard type thing. One's got a weird looking guitar, and one's got like a. I'm guessing that's supposed to be a bass, but it's can it's like a mop stick. Yeah, yeah, like in with a, a bucket. In the bucket. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. 
Well, that's interesting. I know what I am yep, going to be watching. That's soon. on the docket. That's for holiday season. Emma Otter's Jug Band Christmas. That is, I have never heard of that. Yeah, I I think I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Wow. So I may have even heard of it from AD himself. Or that Albert. is great. Uh, next up, we had Christine from the library who said Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. So she said she told me specifically she commented that because it wasn't Christmas time yet, and she was taking a, she was taking a stand. For, for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't seen this in a long time, uh-huh. so I don't remember any of it. But I do know, we were just talking about this the other day at work, and I do know that they make, like, jelly beans and popcorn and, like, yeah. bread and toast and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Charlie Brown um, specials are all good. but They are all good. I Look, we love the Garfield Thanksgiving. Oh, don't get me started on that one. Is that the one that's really sad, or is it Christmas that's really sad? The Christmas one's the really yeah. sad one. The, the Christmas one, look, I cry at the Christmas one every year. Yeah. When she starts talking about her dead husband, oh my gosh. Yeah. that Yeah, that gets me every year. But Grandma is in the Thanksgiving one, yes. too, when she comes over and has to make John's meal because yeah. he's having Liz over. Yeah, and doesn't and she carve the turkey with a with chainsaw? With a chainsaw, yep. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then she goes riding off on her motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that one's fun. Now, with all that being said, even the Garfield Halloween special yeah. is fantastic. Right. And I remember as a kid being scared with that one. When those ghosts come out and they start... Yeah. It's unhinged a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, Remind me to tell you about this Garfield side note after the show. Okay. I'll talk to you about Garfield. Um, the next one was the Thanksgiving episode of Bob's Burgers, where Gene is sick and he writes the song, Turkey, I Need You Beside Me. I like Bob's Burgers, but I have not seen that one. I have not either. So that's a more re- recent one from 2020. Well, I guess that's three years ago now, but I haven't seen that one, but I'm sure it's funny. Uh, Julie says Holiday Inn, which I guess is a joke about from the Holiday Inn. <laughs> that's the Holiday Inn humor. Uh, Christmas with the Joker, Twas the Fight Before Christmas, Gundam Wing, Endless Waltz. Christmas with the Joker. I don't know that one. That's just uh, that's an episode. Oh, is that an episode? Uh, in, in the animated series? Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. What about Twas the Fight Before Christmas? Twas. I don't know okay. that one. Um, or I don't know. I don't recognize it. I may have and to look then it up. Gundam Wing Endless Waltz is an anime. So, yeah, that's yeah. That's I the, know what Gundam. Okay, I know what Gundam is. I don't know anything about that. I do plan on on polishing up my anime knowledge yeah. so that when we record our episode yeah. on it, spoiler, <laughs> there'll be an a- anime episode. You guys won't hear it for a year, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> That'll be our Christmas present to you in 2024. <laughs> my old boss, Kate, brought up a Garfield Christmas. Yeah. Um, which I didn't, I couldn't remember if anybody did bring that up, but. I Not on my end, okay. no. So that's a really good one. Uh, ben Parks, The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Uh, I don't know if I. There's so many Santa Claus ones, I just get them all mixed up. Well, so, it's funny, though, because uh, my my cousin's husband said The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus, Oh, that's Claus funny. Too. We'll have to look that one up. He also says The Great Act Rules. Is that a... I think that is from The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus, probably. Oh, okay. Uh Brendan Kelly says, All of the Other Reindeer. Have you ever seen that one? Uh-uh. It's about... I think Olive is a dog, if I remember correctly. I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen it. And then Lauren, who is a, a well, diehard One listener. of my cousins said that, too. Oh, really? I love the other reindeer. Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lauren is a diehard listener, so we have to give her answer. Because she was, she was 
really thinking about this. She told me because she was like, I haven't answered yet because I'm still thinking. I'm really thinking about it. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town and the little drummer boy. Which, oh, okay. Which she said always fills her with emotion, the little drummer boy. The Bass Rankin thing yeah. uh, specials are just so good. Yeah, so... Uh, and, and another cousin said Santa Claus is coming to town. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so those those stop motion ones are they're good. There's a reason they're classic. Yes. Did you see where was it? I I was watching uh, a news piece, and the the actual figures used in in those were going to be on display somewhere. Oh my gosh! Now I can't remember where. I did not see. And that. I'm like, that's really cool. So let me see if I can. Uh, let's see. Carrie says a Christmas story in the Peanuts Christmas special. Oh yeah, nobody said a Christmas story on mine. My buddy Ryan says Peanut Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then Chad, he said the one you wanted, Star Wars <laughs> Holiday Special. That is the one that I exclusively made this live action also for. Oh, man. I, I tell you what, for anyone who has never watched that. I still haven't seen it. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I just know how bad it is. Yeah. Legendarily bad. Yeah. It's, oof, bad. So bad. Now, this next one. Um, I am not familiar with the Hog Father. Oh, that's from um, Discworld, I think. Okay, from the Terry Pratchett novels. Gotcha. Um, is that it? No, maybe I I'm thinking know. of Hogs. I, I I think so. I can't remember. And then we've got a uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, my buddy Chuck says, seen the Wizard of Oz every Easter on TV. Oh, we have an Easter answer. An Easter answer. Isn't that interesting? Uh, um, uh, Dusty, buddy Dusty, used to go to school with him. A wish for wings that work. I don't know that one. I don't know that one either. And I meant to look that up. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there's all of the other reindeer. Uh, Chet Reams. Charlie Brown Kwanzaa gag dub. I don't know that one. <laughs> I don't know that one either. Uh, and then we've got a, a vote for Frosty the Snowman. I was wondering, yeah, I, I was wondering where Frosty was on my list. It's very interesting to me the the variety of answers we get when we put out these questions. Yeah. But this is the most varied we've gotten so far. This has been the most interesting. Yeah. Yes. And it look, you know, one, you've got multiple generations here, yeah. right? Uh, and two, there's just so many things sure. that you got from. Because look, no one answered one of my favorites, and that's the 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 Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol. Oh yeah, I I love watching that. Yeah. Um, in my head, when we did this, I was simply I was really just focusing on those half hour specials, yeah. right? Um, because boy, I could go into holiday movies, which yeah. I'm sure next month for the end of December <laughs> yeah. we will discuss. But um. <clears throat> But yeah, um, every year we watch Mickey Christmas Carol. We watch The Grinch Stole Christmas, um, animated version. Don't give me Jim Carrey, (laughs) and I don't want Benedict Cumberbatch. I want want Boris Karloff, and that's it. We always do Peanuts Christmas, and we always do Garfield Christmas. And then there's others we smatter in there. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Frosty, all that. But I mean... Those ones we always watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I was. I yeah. I was impressed by the 
between both of us, we got a lot of answers. A lot of different ones. I love it. And so I'm definitely going to have to check out A Wish for Wings at Work. Yeah. The Hogfather just just tickles me. But def- Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Golly. That's the one that takes the cake. We're going to have to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to. That'll have to be a, a get together, sit down. Who said then... that on your page? Uh, my cousin Misty. Okay. So it's like four people basically told us that. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So we're going to have to check that yeah. out. For research purposes. Yes. Very good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's fun. So, Thanksgiving. Yeah. So it, Thanksgiving. It, it gets... You're right. It gets... You got Halloween, which mm-hmm. just gets so much build up. Yep. And then literally, like in the retail world, the day after Halloween, you have to have your Christmas stuff up. It, it, it And it never used to be that way. Um so yeah thanksgiving just kind of gets and look there's nothing flashy about it right there's no real consumerism that you can tie to it besides food right um at least with halloween you've got costumes and yeah. you got candy and well, you got movies and, and you got the move and, the culture and, of yeah, horror and with halloween and plus you know or with with thanksgiving you know the the beginnings of it, you know, right, right, might be a little dubious yeah. as as we learn more, but yeah. um, um, but the idea of it, it's interesting that it doesn't. I think there's just so much stress built around it because yeah. this meal, the building, the buildup of the meal. Somebody was telling me this. They said it's the most ungrateful time of year because you spend all this time cooking the meal. You spend two days making all the food. It's gone in twenty minutes. The yeah. meal's done in 20 minutes. Nobody says thanks anymore, yeah. <laughs> I don't think. and Which, you know, I don't know. We, I think we used to when we were a kid, but nobody says that anymore. Nobody talks about what they're thankful anymore. Yeah. Um, so. I think you're right. It, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. We celebrate differently. Now, we, like I said, we, we, we host um, Sharon's family, and um, I don't know. It's still nice. Yeah. It's 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 never I mean it's it's stressful in that you know and I we put it all on ourselves, right? It's oh we want we want this to be perfect, this to be perfect, oh we gotta get this done, this done, yeah. this done. And and then once you get knee deep in it and, and you're sitting there watching football or telling stories and, and just laughing, then it's like, Oh, okay, now yeah. none of that mattered. Yeah. Th- this is all we need. Yeah. And uh so yeah sage that was sage it's i i enjoy thanksgiving and now unfortunately i'll be working tomorrow and so i'll miss some of the relatives some will still be here when i get back um but yeah it's just nice sitting down and just eating some good food and and it's low-key yeah whereas with christmas it's it's hustle and bustle right you know I remember as a kid, uh, the holidays were always just a whirlwind because we would, we'd have to get packed up and we'd have Christmas in the morning at our, at our place, just us. And then, oh my gosh, we gotta get, gotta get together, gotta get packed up. And then we'd head to Bluffton to go to my, um, mom's parents' house, my grandparents, and we'd have lunch there and and 
you know, there's the gift exchange, there's this, there's football or whatever on, and then there'd be a table over there where everyone's, you know, there's a few people playing euchre. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it was, okay, now we got to pack back up and and get to Ada to go to my, to my, my grandma's house. And, oh my goodness, it was, it was tiring. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's Thanksgiving. Maybe Thanksgiving doesn't is is more calming because it's at my house and yeah. I can just stay. I don't. Yeah. I, we're not traveling. True. Um, but even for Christmas, you know, we uh, my mother and sister in law come over and niece and nephew, and and then we drive up to Ada to my grandpa's. Um, so there's you know it's pretty chill. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's kind of. Unfortunately, because we now view this as a stepping stone to Christmas and yeah. the new year. But, you know, just, I would say for us, from us, just enjoy your family. Yeah. Have some good food. Absolutely. Wait, this will be after Thanksgiving. So I hope you enjoyed your family. Yes. I hope you enjoyed <laughs> some good food. Yes, Thanksgiving's not the end of the month. Oh, no. Drats. No. But, you know, just hope you had a good time. And, yeah. um,. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just, yeah. Remember to take a step back and just enjoy moments. Yeah. Yeah. And with I, that in mind, yeah. I'm going to put you on the okay. spot. Favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Potato salad. Potato salad? Yeah. Really? My mom had a great recipe for potato salad. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Or deviled eggs, but I think potato oh, well, salad. Deviled eggs. Those are just the favorite side anywhere. Yeah. Wow. What about you? I'm just, we, I don't ever remember having potato yeah. salad at our Thanksgiving. Man, that's ingenious. I yeah. love potato salad. Yeah. Um, uh, Sharon makes a really good stuffing. Oh, yeah. Um, and and she, it's it's not a box stuffing. She she makes the stuffing. She puts in the mushrooms, the onions, the the lettuce and celery and, and the breadcrumbs and, and seasons it and stuff. Um, it's really good. We look, f- there's several of us that look forward to it every year. Um, and it's funny cause my grandma, uh, my dad's mom made a really good stuffing and, and, um, and noodles, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, homemade noodles just hit different. Um, Sharon's aunt mid used to do homemade noodles and oh, those were good. Um, but yeah, the stuffing probably, um, cause good stuffing, that's, that, that hits the spot. Um, otherwise it's, it's just boring. It's potatoes with yeah. the noodles and the, yeah. and the turkey over it. So yeah. And then dessert, any dessert. Yeah, that's true. If we're talking dessert, it's... Oh, but it's, yeah, stuffing. Yeah. I'll go with stuffing. Stuffing. I'll go with the stuffing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I would like to say one thing before we sign off. Uh-huh. And that is, as God is my witness, I thought turkey could fly. <laughs> <laughs> yes! I've been waiting the whole, <laughs> the whole night to say that to you. <laughs> Oh, for all you youngsters that may not know what that's a reference to, just search WKRP. Turkey Drop. Turkey Drop. Oh, my God. The 
the best single Thanksgiving moment in TV history. There you go. So much so, I have the the weep. The, you do. I I have the figures from. Oh, what what does she call her paint, company? Paint, paints and peeps. Paints and peeps. Pa- paints and peoples. Yes. Yeah. And she did one for. She did a Les Nessman and a turkey. And yeah, I've got it upstairs. Oh, that's beautiful, man. <laughs> that that is what I'm thankful for this year. There we go. That someone else said it. <laughs> oh gosh, well, too funny. So we'll go ahead and sign off because we're you know done so we are done you know um, how about that well hopefully everyone had a great thanksgiving yeah. uh thank you to everyone that uh, took the time out to respond to our survey we'll have a good one for december i'm sure and uh i don't know we'll have to i've got a couple ideas for the december okay. one so uh it may be a two-parter oh maybe a two-parter. an essay question yeah maybe so i don't know we'll see um but yeah, so hopefully everyone has a good one, mm-hmm. and we'll see you on the flip side and, and come December. All right, and, and we're thankful always. for you guys. We're thankful for you. You know thanks what? For we are. Yeah, thanks yeah. for listening. Thanks for, for letting us ramble on yeah. for a, over a year now, <laughs> and we're still churning out stuff. So, yeah. as always, guys, stay nerdy. <laughs>